Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is September 12th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 stable coins. Starting off with, how are we going to do this? Okay, starting off with USDT Tether with a market cap of... 14.9 billion dollars second place usdc with a market cap of two billion dollars third place we have dai with 597 million dollars fourth place true usd with 499 million dollars fifth place binance usd with 371 million dollars sixth place paxos standard with $284 million. 7th place, HUSD with $134 million. 8th place, SUSD with $97 million. 9th place, Stasis Euro with $36 million. 10th place, M-Stable USD with $22 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 stablecoins for the day. Your total market cap is at $349.4 billion with a 1.2% loss. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as coingecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Andrew Hayward. Bitcoin's energy consumption grows, now comparable to Czech Republic. Bitcoin's estimated energy consumption and environmental impact due to the heavy power demands of mining rigs grew and grew until May's halvening event, at which point it fell off a cliff as mining rewards were slashed in half. It wasn't long before those estimates started ticking upward again, and this month they hit levels unseen since March. According to Digiconomist, which tracks the estimated total power consumption of the entire Bitcoin network, Bitcoin is currently estimated to use 67.927 terawatt hours per year as the as of thursday that's down slightly from the recent peak of 68.916 terawatts an hour set on september 4th that recent peak was the highest since may 11th the day of the happening and is close to the number seen in mid-march then the estimated consumption had sharply sharply dropped due to bitcoin's covid19 crash but it grew ahead of the happening this month's peak is also more than 12 percent increased from this time in July. Meanwhile, the minimum est- estimated total Bitcoin power consumption hit a recent peak of 54.853 terawatts an hour on September. Is it terawatts? I've already forgot what was it. 
what is it? Yeah, terawatts. Oh, where was I at? 54,853 terawatts an hour on September 2nd, which is the highest figure reported since November 2018. It's down slightly over the last week, plus landing at 50.715 terawatts an hour on Thursday. The last estimated Bitcoin power consumption figure splits the network behind the energy consumption is only 42 countries in the world on that front, with Bitcoin's energy consumption comparable to the Czech Republic. Bitcoin's energy consumption now ranks above Switzerland, Kuwait, and Algeria on that list. Digiconomist estimates Bitcoin's carbon footprint to be 32.27 mtCO2, or comparable to that of Azerbaijan with e-waste generations comparable to Luxembourg at 10.81 kiloton. Meanwhile, a single Bitcoin transaction is estimated to have the same carbon footprint as 709,007 Visa transactions or Watchins 47 1,267 hours of YouTube videos, or the power to consumption of an average American household over 20 days. These estimates are all, these are only estimates, mind you, and there is some debate over whether or not to take them into consideration more more efficient modern mining operations. However, an August report from Energy Research and Social Science authored by Alex DeViris, the creator of Digiconomist, suggests that estimates of the Bitcoin's energy consumption may actually be significantly underestimated. The journal article, for example, conservatively estimated the total Bitcoin network energy consumed at 87.1 tera, uh, terawatts an hour as of September 30, 2019, while Digiconomist lists an estimate of 73.21 terawatts an hour for the same date. Bitcoin hash rate or the total combined processing power across the entire network set an all-time peak on September 8th. The hash rate and estimated power consumption figures are consistently intertwined. Okay, next news written by Matthew DeSalvo. What in freaking hell? Twitter reacts to SushiSwap's scandal. Crypto Twitter has blown up since the spectacular SushiSwap scandal, but first things first, a recap of SushiSwap for all those who don't know is a clone of the decentralized exchange DEX. The new protocol launched August 26, runs exactly as Uniswap but with a new token Sushi and token rewards for liquidity providers and token holders. Things were getting well until the DEX's pseudonymous creator Chef Nomi last week withdrew $14 million from Sushi's liquidity pool. He was accused of orchestrating an exit scam, which he denied before passing the buck to the community. Yesterday, Chef Nomi publicly apologized and returned the funds. As part of his recalcitrance, he's letting the community decide how much money to pay him for creating the protocol. Huh. So what does the DeFi community... So what does the DeFi community... What? So what does the DeFi community about this? Utter confusion. Alex Masmej, the man who sold tokenized versions of himself online, wrote, SushiSwap sends back the funds? What the freaking hell is this timeline? (laughs) Some were positive, like the account for crypto news website CoinBureau, who said it was a happy ending. And then there was James Bang, CEO of Zio Capital, who told Twitter that it was time to forgive Chef Nomi. But most of the Twitter were still reeling with shock from what happened. 
William Savas, a New, New Jersey real estate investor, responded, The crazy part is people still actually trust this man. Everyone's looking for a quick dollar and getting burned. Chef Naomi, meanwhile, has stayed quiet. He tweeted, at, he tweeted as part of his apology, I will continue to participate in the discussion and, technically imp- and technical implementations of SushiSwap in the background, but I will not have any control, will not take any spotlight, will not be part of the governance. Hmm. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Ethereum fees rise 70% to continue record-breaking streak. Even as price settles after a massive crash in the beginning of the month, Ethereum fees have remained elevated for the record-breaking stretch. Ethereum transaction fees pay to broadcast ETH transfers or interact with smart contracts on the Ethereum network have remained above $2 on average for a full month starting August 10th, longer, longer than any previous run above that level according to data from BitInfo charts. During that time, average transaction fees rose as high as $14.58 on September 2nd before falling back to $2.67 on September 9th. Now fees are rising again, a sign that activity on the network is picking up again, and DeFi mania is far from over. Fees for Ethereum and also Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are determined by network activity. Blockchain transactions are processed by miners with limited capacity. When transactions are being broadcast, then miners can comfortably manage transaction fees arise. Fees rise. <clears throat> this gives an incentive for miners to add more processing capacity in the form of a higher fee rewards, while also theoretically reducing the number of transactions being broadcast from users not willing to pay higher fee costs. Ethereum transaction fees rose 70% to $4.55 on average between September 8th and September 10th. The price of Ethereum also increased during that period, but only by about 4% to $363.36. Average transaction fees on Ethereum have only been sustained above $2 twice before according to the BitInfo charts. The first time in early 2018, Ethereum fees remained above the threshold for 10 days between January 5th and January 15th. The second occasion came during the summer of 2018 when Ethereum fees held above $2 for 7 days from July 1st to July 7th. Now transaction volume is such that average fees have not had a chance to dip below $2 since August 10th. And with the recent reverse reversal from fees that were falling before September 8th, the streak seems to continue. The continued strong activity is powered by DeFi applications drawing in billions to be used for making loans and providing liquidity for token swaps on decentralized exchanges. Recent DeFi activity on Ethereum has been so strong, economic activity measured by the value of tokens being moved throughout the network surpassed that of Bitcoin for the first time in years. Ethereum prices may be down from recent peaks, but fee activity on the network is suggesting the excitement and money flowing into DeFi projects may not be finished just yet. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Wi-Fi creator wants to cap the token supply. Yearn.Finance's creator Andre Kronji today proposed a measure that would prevent new Wi-Fi tokens from being minted. In an online poll today, Kronji proposed to the community burn the time lock on the Wi-Fi token so that no minting can ever take place again. 
If the proposal passes, this would permanently cap the supply of Wi-Fi. The governance token for a year and off Binance. Right now, the token has a total supply of 30,000. If the minting function is removed, it would stay that way, and those invested in the project would be unable to create more. This would, in theory, curb inflation on the token and prevent people from using Yearn solely to earn Wi-Fi tokens or manipulating the protocol's governance system. Crunchy has said previously that the frantic buying and selling of governance tokens is, isn't sustainable. What is Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi is a token for Yearn.Finance, the second biggest DeFi tool by Markcap and the fourth largest project, biggest project by total value locked in. Yearn.Finance is a yield aggregator, meaning it shifts users' funds between different lending and liquidity protocols to get the best interest rates. Wi-Fi is its governance token, meaning those who hold it are able to vote on making changes on that project. It is earned by locking funds in Yearn.Finance, and its value has exploded this year. The cost of a single Wi-Fi token today peaked at $41,210 per, per coin market cap. So far, the Yearn.Finance community appears to be in agreement. On, an, on a governance poll, 99.97% have voted in favor of Cronji's proposal. To do so, voters have so far staked 333.11 Wi-Fi, currently worth $1.3 million. Comments on the proposal showed people voting with Cronji in creating a scarce supply. One said, one said, scarcity is a massive strength and something that separates Wi-Fi from other projects with ongoing minting schedules. That's it. That's it, Cryptonauts. We are all done for the day. There was only four news articles for the day. That's it. That's all. It was a nice laid-back day. I literally read every single article from top to bottom. Relaxed. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I do have a few referral links. Check them out. Convert your fiat to crypto. And if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking to earn some crypto tokens, you can deposit your crypto to- your crypto into the Celsius network. I have another referral link down below as well. And you literally just deposit it, leave it there. And on Monday, you get interest. I like it. Every single Monday. I got an email. It's nice. Love it. Check it out. I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.